so we... All everyone even remembers is just Corvus's journey. <laughs> so we got a knock at the door from Broxley, I believe was his name, who... Um, oh, he's the innkeeper guild guy and told us that we needed to get all get the inn, what it would take to get the inn running again. Um, and then he left, and then uh, we went to the place to get uh, breakfast, and then we went to uh, get all dressed up and got all of our fancy clothes. Um, let's see. Went to the opera. Um, and... Oki and Tonk got approached by the Black Staff uh, for a for a task uh, to find a monk, um, and then I believe Illifer and Corvus and Theron also was tasked by someone that I did not take note of for a separate ta finding a talking horse. Um, and we left the opera, um, and Tonk, or Ilfer lied to us, Tonk got pissed at him, and then that ended, and then Corvus saw ghosts and stuff, and had, like, nightmares Ghost and demon stuff. dreams. <laughs> so, that's what I got. Sorry, Steven, <laughs> I was jump. afraid he's like, I'm never gonna play again. <laughs> my it, was jumble, it was no. good, that was good. <laughs> Unexpected. Pretty, uh, pretty accurate. Bring up that was not mentioned. Uh, in Friends Bruce, okay. uh, Emic, I think his name was Emic, uh, ran kind of ran away weird when when Theron's name was said. Oh yeah, at the yes. bar. Yeah. Very yeah. sus. Something yeah. something going on there. Yeah. Something's weird. Yeah. That's the only other thing I had. I think. So you guys wake up in the morning, and who are my early risers? I know Tonk is going to sleep in a little bit, but... Um... Oki's typically, a, he'll be an early riser, for sure. Depends on how late I stayed up. Probably, so, like, yeah. tinkering yeah. with stuff. So, specifically, Corvus and Oki, when you guys wake up, you notice this putrid smell in the house. Like, something is dead and it's really really strong for you guys what does that smell uh any any particular like direction i would know that it's coming from and you can definitely kind of get out and sniff it out um i would say roll a you can roll investigation. Kind of. Uh, 12. Yeah, so um, it's definitely coming from Tonk's room. <laughs> okay. Uh, so being the closest one to him, I would go and uh, knock on the door. And he is asleep. Not answering. Jake, come on. You check and see if the door's unlocked. Yeah, I don't think the door is locked at this. Go get a bucket of water. 
And so Chorus is here with me, right? Outside. Okay. And so I would imagine we would be talking about this. Oki would say, Stinky cat man. <laughs> uh, it smell worse than an orc. I don't know how that's possible. Something like that. What do we what we do about it? I'm gonna go get a bucket of water. Okay. I would let you go do that and I would stay by the door to, to fiddle with it and I guess probably um Theron you're on the second floor. You would get some waft of this, but it's not gonna be like majorly strong. And then Margot on your way down, you would probably notice them like messing around with Tonk's door and like smell it as you're coming down the stairs. Yeah. Like I guess I stop whatever I'm doing and try to go look for whatever is causing this stink. Him. <laughs> I didn't hear the last thing you said you cut out. I said, I guess I stop messing with the stuff, like tinkering with junk and go look for whatever the stink is. Yeah, to everyone that's tell. coming down the stairs, I would just say stink and point towards the door. <laughs> <laughs> I come back up the stairs with a, with a bucket of water and, and say uh, something like, how, how are we supposed to open this bar up if it smells like this, this, uh, this cat? Speaking of the work. cat... His cat, he's cat awake. I he can tell you about it later. I would begin to worry if if he was a lot alive in there. If, if we were smelling dead, Jake. dead tonk. So you're very quiet. Do you, you guys go in the room? Yeah, you if got the bucket of water. If it's locked, right? Uh, Jake, would you have locked your door? Nod your head if you locked your door at night. Okay, yes. It's locked. Would you like to try to pick the lock? I'd like to kick the door in. Or kick the door in. Theron, are you up there with them yet? You've been looking sure. around for the... No, I guess uh, I caught up to him. I can pick lock. Yeah, if you're there, you can pick it. Yeah, I would tell the smart, smart man pick lock. Dang. Wouldn't want to break our new house. Nick froze. Uh oh, did I freeze? There I clicked go. off. I'm trying to. I'm looking at my character. Uh, how does lock picking work? It is a dexterity check plus your proficiency modifier. Plus my proficiency modifier. With lock picking tools. Uh, where's that at? And proficiency is plus two, right? Usually, yeah. Where is... I don't even see it. It's going to be under um, probably features and traits. Let's see. Nope. I know I get to uh, add a D4 to it. No, that's... Is that Arcana checks? Seattle. Yeah, let's just say plus two. Okay. We can look at it later and find out. Yeah, yeah. Riggity roll. 
You're frozen again. He said 14. I don't think y'all heard him. But Y'all hear me? No? There you see? go. You're really, you keep really choppy. You're real glitchy. I'm real glitchy, huh? All right. 14 um, does it. So you guys see Theron. He pulls out his little... Uh, he's got like some different tinkering tools and he just starts pulling them out of his bag like he's got some i don't I know do what have would you have in pick. there besides oh, got, your lock pick you would have like i got the whole carpenter he's like a it's... hammer and he's got like some vials of like chemicals he pulls out yeah, he has just like the stuff and then he finally finds his little lock picking set tools, all of and it. he gets down there and he opens the door and you see tonk lying in bed snoozing and the smell hits you so strong when you enter his room of death. <laughs> but he's snoring. I'm gonna so take it's not a, coming from him. Just take a glance at the bucket of water that Corvus has. I just look around at everybody, making sure they're ready for for the <laughs> on, uh the for the, the coming wrath of the cat. That's great. Do it. Everybody's in here with us, right? Right now, yeah. Everybody who's on roll twenty right now is in there with us. Yeah. Elifer and um Julia's character um are not in there right well, now. Yeah, that's that's fine. I just want to make sure Kelly. we were Yeah. Is anybody against me doing sprinkle Absolutely not. Sprinkle some his direction? Let's see what it. happens. Poor. All right, I'm gonna throw, empty the bucket of water all over his, all over his head. So Tonk, you are dreaming of killing things peacefully, and <laughs> you are, are greeted with this really kind of gross water because the plumbing isn't great, so it probably like has some metallic, uh, smelly old water. Yeah, just. I don't know exactly it, where Corvus maybe. probably got it from one of the privies, so it's probably been sitting there a while. Yeah. <laughs> it's like hard, stale water. So does yeah. it wake me up? Uh, Make a constitution saving throw. We'll see if it wakes you up. Yeah. Constitution is a 20 total. Wake you up. You snooze through it. If it doesn't wake him up, then I'm going to be convinced that he's dead, and I'm going to run over and just start viciously shaking him to try to see <laughs> if that will wake him up. Tonk, I think that probably between the the water and then the violent shaking, <laughs> you are in defense mode. Okay. Your so... army training kicks in. Okay. So, um. Yeah, Tonk is a uh, war veteran, and so if you grab him while he's asleep, he will grapple you uh, and probably choke you. I'm just going to say, why you smell death? Uh, Tonk, when well, you wake Tonk, up, you smell this as well. Yeah, Tonk's not really verbal at this point when he first wakes up, but you're like shaking him, so he's like trying to choke you, I guess. Wait, so, Opie, make him? a dexterity saving throw. 
And Tonk, make a strength check. Uh, that would be a natural one. Oh, no. <laughs> 11. With strength modifier. You're still in your sleepy stupor, but you managed to grab okay. By the throat. Kind <laughs> of knocks the breath out of you for a minute. And you can't really do anything. You're just caught by this cat that you were truly... Just trying to make sure he was okay, even though you're not sure you like him. He has PTSD, okay? <laughs> As you guys are standing there, the smell is not going away. It is stronger than ever, but it is not coming from Tonk himself. <laughs> I smell fine, even though I'm wet and pissed off. <laughs> yeah, his mane is soggy, and like you guys know what wet cats look like. He's just like... What are the rest of you doing? Are you gonna keep looking for the source of this, or I, I'm just kind of just watching in disbelief. Like... Yeah. Did the the like... the tank say where what he thought it was? He doesn't know. Tonk is just gonna stay. Am I still being strangled? <laughs> yeah, you're being strangled at this point. Yeah. Okay. Like, why are you in my room? I want to try to explain as best I can that that I that we are wanting to understand smell death smell is what i'll continue to say over and over as i'm being choked out it is the smell of victory death smell, death smell. <laughs> it is what victory smells like but in the back you of your mind see? you're like in the back of your mind you're like what is that though yeah <laughs> i'm yeah. just going to continue to say that until he d understands that <laughs> I'll let him go. I'll just kind of push him off if that's okay. Yep. Where is death smell? That's what I'll say to Tonk. Investigate it yourself, orc. I have death smell here. He is awakened from deep slumber. Everybody's just standing there, like, what do we do? So, so, so from... I, I guess in I, I'm kind of like pulling the sleepy out of my eyes, but I guess investigate. Okay, I mean, so I yeah, you you is. can you can look around, and um, your character would probably have a guess at what it is as well. I mean, yeah, not you know, <laughs> not just out of game. Your character would would be going, oh, okay, I remember. Yeah. Okay, so. Tonk, after a quick and you know look around the room here, remembers um, what he mounted on the wall. I'm guessing. Oh no, this is in your pack. Oh, it's in my pack. Yes, you find to clarify which one. <laughs> you find the spell in your pack. Oh, my prestidigitation to me. No, he's been praying. He doesn't know. He doesn't know. So you can open your pack and see. Okay, let's look. Okay, I'm going to open my pack. When you do, you are attacked by a swarm of tiny clicking turquoise colored beetles. Snap. And they try to bite you. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> a 20 to hit. Holy crap. Not a nat twenty. Uh, and they oh shoot, what is the 
damage they do. I thought it was the Kinku, but I thought I took it out of my bag, but maybe not. Points of piercing damage. You didn't tell me you took it out of your bag. I had it written down. It was in your bag. Oh, oh I thought I DM'd you. Oops. But yeah, no, that's okay. It's in the bag. So at this point, it's too late. Yeah, it's okay. <laughs> it has been written. That, I, do I was thinking that, but I, I don't remember if I told you or not. I mean, it's okay. Nick and if you did, you, I may have I missed it. I don't know. I don't remember that. Well, at this yeah. point, the the beetles are coming out of you, and you've just out okay. of your bag, and you've taken eight points of piercing damage. Okay. No. And uh, everyone who's in the room needs to roll for initiative. Oh snap! <laughs> reduce it by three because my heavy armor master. <laughs> oh, I roll. Yeah. It's, it's not magical, right? Okay. I roll the one. Man, that's awesome. Me and you. Wow. <laughs> So, for those of you who don't remember, <laughs> yeah, you, you don't see the Kinku yet, but you guys remember people. that he decided to 16. take yeah. half, a half of a Kinku as a weapon. <laughs> Some kind of beetles are taking up residence in his backpack. <laughs> <laughs> How big are they? The beetles? Yeah. A lot. I mean, it's they're not very big. Like, they're you know beetles. just yeah, but there's a swarm of them, a whole swarm of them. I do a get a very to, large swarm of them. I do get to add a, a D4 to the lock picking. I just checked it, but I got it either way. So, yay! The sight of the beetles, Margot is gonna scream and attempt to climb up Corvus's back like a tree. <laughs> <laughs> to get as far away from the ground as possible. Yeah, I'm just going to keep turn order and chat right there because I oh, don't wait. have the um, tokens out for this. I guess I rolled um, a two, so two, I rolled a one plus one. Excuse me. And the beetles have to roll as well. And they are... Oh, that's a great idea. Putting that dice in dice jail. I hope I get to go first. I can't wait to use this. Yes. Okay. Tom, Beatles, Corvus, Margo, and... Actually, what Margo, what's your dex? And Theron, what's your dex? Uh, my dexterity. Hold up. I have a plus one to my dex. I have a plus one, yeah. Mm -hmm. My dex is 12. Okay, well, ladies, go first. Then. Yeah. <laughs> House rules. Tonk, you're up. All right. I'm going to expend a spell slot to charge my blade with Searing Smite. And I'm going to start stabbing in the pack. Just like a great <laughs> flaming sword. Let me pull that up. Tonk's not too happy. So uh, go ahead and roll. And I don't know if you guys saw this because I just sent this. But when you do roll the hit, go ahead and roll your damage for, for whatever attack it is at the same time. So that way we have it. We can just keep it moving. Okay. Um. 
Cool. What do I want to do? Where's... I want to know if I can... Uh, okay, we're in Tank's room. If I can do stuff without hitting Jake. Okay, so Tonk, go ahead and, and roll your damage. Or your, to hit, and then roll your damage as well, just in case. Uh, to hit is 18. Okay. And damage is... Do it without the d6 and then add the d6. Okay, it's 1d8 plus 3, that's 6, plus the d6 is 6, so 14. So you got 8 for the right, for the first one, and then 6? Uh, oh wait, let me, 1d8 plus 3, okay, so I made 3 plus 3 is 6. Okay, sorry, I misheard. I may have told you wrong. It's uh, six and then six. I hit for six with one d eight, and then I hit six on the fire. Okay, so so you guys see Tonk pull out his blade and just start slicing through the swarm of beetles with this uh, glowing sword, and Tonk is obviously expecting this to do some major damage. What happens is, uh, it it kind of slices a path through them and they don't catch on fire. Oh snap. Gotcha. So they're fire yes. resistant. So instead they, have... they 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 uh you can see the swarm kinda hanging out like in front of Tonk and like like assessing the room. Hmm. Uh at this point, Corvus, you have an opportunity to come up uh, they're not engaged with you, so you have an opportunity to come up and and sneak up on them. Sneak up on the beetles? Well, I, they're not. They're focused on Tonk. So if you attack, it's a sneak attack. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. Do they have resistance to fire? You don't know. I'm using oh, okay. a spell slot. And they just, just didn't catch on fire. Gotcha. Arms of Hadar. So, 11. What is that? Can you read that to me? Well, Arms of Hadar. I can yeah. probably share it. Oh, thank you. That is helpful. <clears throat> Neato. You invoke the power. Invoke okay. monster attack. So, um, you go to... What do you do when you cast this? What are you... Uh, what do we see? You just, I start throwing my hands up, like, in different, you know, wherever, different locations wherever the beetles are at. And then every time I do, the, the tentacle just appears. Black tentacle. Have not seen this, and, and you just see this, like, crazy tentacle magic coming out of Corvus, and the beetles... Uh, start to glow, that there are little runes on the back of their shells that start to glow, and they are seemingly unaffected by this. What in the world? No magic, no fire. Did the melee damage do anything to them? Uh, I mean, when you did it, it kind of like sliced a path through it, but you can't tell if like it really did any damage or not. Gotcha. I'm going to slowly Marco, back up. Marco, you see this, and you're kind of like 
back on Corvus and you see this happen and you're like feeling compelled to jump in. What do you do? Well, I mean, seeing that uh, fire probably didn't do a whole lot. Hmm. I'm gonna bounce. <laughs> yeah, gotta go. She's, she's not digging the bugs. Fire that's and perfect. bugs? I mean, that's just like the perfect combo. You would think. What do you do if that doesn't work? Hmm. Don't know. I don't know. I guess uh, just summoning all of her courage, she walked toward the swarm and tried to like clap a couple of them to like <laughs> pushing a gnat in your hands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I don't know what I would roll uh, for that. Well, it's going to be your unarmed strike, your melee okay. attack. Uh, so you're going to still roll your d20 to hit it. And then uh, let me see what your damage is for that. Sorry, guys. I It takes me a second to pull up the character sheet. It says um, damage equal to one plus my strength modifier. Okay. Which is a uh, one, <laughs> but I rolled a seventeen. So okay, so that would be eighteen points mm -hmm. that it would deal. And what was your uh, when you rolled the hit? What did you roll? Oh, my roll to hit was seven. Oh, okay. Sorry. Go ahead. So one plus your strength modifier is one is two. Okay, I gotcha. Yeah. So you managed to get one of the bugs and you smush it in your hands. <gasps> okay. And you just see like this like glowing like ancient rune on its shell and it's just like oozing out. Ugh. So I guess she's gonna look at her hands and kind of like squeal and show the others like Theron, <laughs> you're seeing all of this and you're extremely intrigued, I'm sure, because you love to learn and, and, and... Yeah. So what do you do at this point? Well, I wanna see if we can hurt him, but I would also like to catch one. But, but I guess I'm gonna see if I can hurt him first. So, uh, yeah, I didn't get your order in, did I? I'm sorry. I rolled a one, so it's two. Who who'd you say, me or Oki? Oki also rolled a two, so I yeah, make sure he goes in after you. Yeah, I'll just go next. Okay. So I'm gonna, uh, as a bonus action, grab, uh three rocks out of my pack and charge them with force energy and the tattoo on the back of my hand glows and I will throw one of the rocks at at the swarm and I rolled a 22 and it's Six damage. It's force damage. So this is uh, one of your infusions. No, called magic stone. It's a uh, it's a cantrip, and it's basically I infuse. I infuse. I put um. I put force energy into uh, into. What was the the so you rolled what? Uh I rolled a sixteen, but it's plus six to hit. So it's twenty-two. And this is bludgeoning? It is force, force damage, I bludgeoning believe. Bludgeoning damage. Force. 
It says bludgeoning. I'm looking at it right now. Just say what? One on a hit, a target well, takes so bludgeoning sorry. damage. You're correct. <laughs> you right. Don't argue with your DM. I'm dumb. Okay. So you guys see um, this happen, and what's interesting is I don't know that any of you have noticed. Theron has a tattoo on okay. his the Left back hand. of his hand, um, and as he's um, cast working up this magic, it starts to kind of glow. And uh, he throws the stone. It manages to hit and, like, knock a couple of the beetles, like, to the side. But they, like, come back together, and they're, like, glowing even more now than they were before. And um, they... they start to go toward Theron. They're drawn to him. And they're going to try to probably attack him on their next turn. But, Oki, you're seeing this happen. Uh, what do you do? So, I have a net that I would like to throw over awesome. all the needles. Okay. So, let's see how we would do that. Um, when you say net, is it a, like, a fishing net? Uh, it just says that it can, um, trap a small or large creature. No creature huge or larger. They must make a DC 10 strength check. Free themselves. Okay. So, we're going to make a... DC strength check. DC 10, is that right? Yeah, 10. Yeah. And success. Uh, dealing five slashing damage to the net also frees the creature in any effect. And just run the net when you use it. It is restrained. Okay, so you they they fail their strength check, uh, and you are able to restrain them. Okay, so they're in the net. Wait. And that was useful. So that is my turn, correct? Correct. Okay. So, Tom, it is your turn. Okay, so they're in the net. They are in a net. They are restrained. Did I start smashing them with my shield? (laughs) Resourceful. I like it. You don't want to slash the net, right? So yeah, I don't want to start stabbing it. So I'm just gonna uh, like I'll yell at him and be like, "Save one <laughs> for pickles." Uh, like Margo's just Dude, looking at the one on her hand, like, <laughs> "Okay, so I'm just gonna like take my shield, like two handed. I'm just gonna put up my sword, and then just like, just like roll it like back and forth, like like a like we roll like." Like dough, you know, like you'd roll it on a pen, but just like <laughs> and start squishing them. So, um, using your shield, um, is going to be like using I guess improvised weapon. Yeah, uh, uh, it's definitely gonna be bludgeoning damage. I'm just trying to decide what you would go ahead and roll a d20. I'm just trying to see what the what this would be. 
Uh, roll the hits five, so eighteen total. Okay, that will hit. Um, and let's see. It's a net and it's tiny. It's a net and it's tiny. Using shields as weapons. Look this here, because I know I can at some point shield bash is a thing you can do. Like it's a fighter thing. I mean, something. I don't see any reason why not. I'm just trying to decide how yeah. much damage I should let you. Yeah. Get. I, okay, so uh, one on one d four plus your one d four plus your strength modifier. Okay, so one d four plus three. So five. And. So this is bashing damage. Five. Is that what you said? Yeah. All right. So uh, this seems to have a pretty, I mean, a, as good of an effect as anything else you guys have tried. Uh, and slowly you're starting to squish some of these beetles. Uh, and they are going to, at the top of their turn try to um, get out of the net. So they're going to uh, make a strength check to see if they can free themselves. And they succeed. <coughs> so they get out of the net. <laughs> <laughs> they like, they start to like, it's like, it's like ants. Whenever they like start to lift something together, you know? And they just, like, take this net and manage to pick it up and throw it aside. And, uh, oh, man, Nick, I really wish that this was a touchscreen monitor. Sorry. It's okay. It throws me off. Cause I'm like, it was free. Energy paid for it. <laughs> so. At this time, who you guys are standing around. So Tonk is right there by them. Oki would be right there by them. Are you guys just like all standing around the beetles at this point? The beetles? Trying to decide how to... I'm closer to the door, I would say. Okay. Um, I know we don't have tokens, so it's more theater of mind. At this point, um, Theron, you made a ranged attack, so you wouldn't be necessarily right there. Mine was also ranged, so I would be as far back as I could be. <laughs> Mine was ten feet, so I was I'm pretty close. Okay, so um Tonk. Yeah. Make a dexterity saving throw for me. Eighteen. With modifier. Okay. So you see the beetles starting to try to draw energy from the your your blade. On my back. And they, as you see this, you kind of summon that power within yourself and almost like intimidating them, they fail. At this. Um, and that, at that, they move toward Theron. Uh, but they do not have any action left. And um, Corvus, you see this happening. 
what do you do? <laughs> Why you do that? I gotta do some math. <laughs> Honestly, no. Can I just uh, slowly back up? Sure. Because I, I, I don't really know what I want. You're like, I'm going to kind of back away. <laughs> so Corvus backs toward, back toward Margo, who was before kind of using him as a shield, and now he's like, <laughs> Yeah, I'm with you. Let's let's. It's just too not. many creepy bugs and creepy things. <laughs> All right, is that your turn? Uh, is there anything you want to do? I don't know. If there, there, I I don't really have anything to do that we haven't already tried. As far as. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll, yeah. From what you saw, the things that were effective were really just people using their hands or like physical stuff. Yeah. All I have is a stick. Sticks. Yeah, I'll, I'll just back up for now, Can and then I'll think on. Uh, I'll uh, I'll uh, think on what what else our options could be. Okay. Um, it is Margo's turn. You're you're standing there, and Corvus is backing up, kind of this large figure is backing up towards you, and you're like, okay, what do I do? What do I do? What do I do? Look, he doesn't like it. I really don't like it. <laughs> I'm trying to see what else I've got, really. Um, I think, um, I mean, yeah, only physical things have really done much. And now that they're like a mass of bugs, Margo would really not be into it. So, um, are they still in the net? Like, ball of bugs in the net still they're or they, they get out yeah, they, they got out. out they're back up in the air like they were okay they're going toward Theron right now they're after me it's okay I like bugs and they so, seem guess... to really like you too yeah they seem to I don't, I don't know if I like that but... <laughs> as we talk about this there's like a moth buzzing above my computer and it's really wigging <laughs> me out now <laughs> 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 um, so I think my action for this turn, um, she's she Margo has a mace on her. Um, I'm gonna take out and equip my mace. Okay. Um, I don't think I can't use an action other than that, right? Right. I think okay. that is your your action. I don't. Yeah. I don't know that you have any bonus actions that you can do yet. Mm -hmm. I don't think so. So yeah. So she's uh, Corvus is kind of backing up, and she's taking a few steps back, like as he takes one back. But uh, yeah, she kind of takes the mace of... out and. Wields it like a baseball bat, kind of. Like, like is probably like at the door, and then Margo's probably like kind of behind the door a little bit. Like she could mm -hmm. still reach through and get through there if she needed to, but she's kind of out of eyesight right now. Yeah, she's just gonna be prepared. She's got her little baseball bat of a mace getting ready. All right, so Theron, you see, um, this massive bugs that Oki successfully captured for a minute in his net. And they just like swell up, break out of that sucker, and they're charging you. What are you gonna do? Do I see any um 
like any like jars or anything around me. I may not have time for that. I don't think I think Tom pretty well cleaned up his room. Okay. I mean, Oki probably has some empty pickle jars on him that you would ask for. I have a tender so box. Have an action to talk to him. I have one other idea, but this is gonna take some. This is I gotta run it past you. My bag of holding. What about it? Can I try to run up and swoop some of them? You can try. I don't want to try. I'm going to try to catch some of the bugs in the bag of holding. Otherwise, I'm going to get swarmed and eaten, but it might be worth it. <laughs> so... <clears throat> When you do this, the let's see whose turn Baron and then Oki. Um, when you do this, <clears throat> the contents of your bag of holding fall to the floor, and it loses its magical properties. Oh, okay. Bro. I mean, I'll remake it tomorrow, but like, holy crap. Uh, Big right. Yeah. Do you lose uh, everything that's in it? No, no, not not mine. So they eat magic. There's like, there's like still a few things in there from the offer last night. <laughs> But yeah, I, I just... think most everybody's stuff was like mostly given back, but maybe some of you guys' stuff like is on the floor. <laughs> well, there went my turn. Okay, we know they do not like magic. I mean, they like magic, but are they are they are they getting more powerful when magic is used? They you it doesn't seem like they're getting any more powerful, but the they are glowing more. Dang it! I wanted to catch them. Well, your bag isn't magical now. Right? But now they can chew out of it. <laughs> Before it was an extra dimensional pocket. What do you do now? You, your net is on the floor. I don't know if you can hear me. Okay. Okay. <laughs> oh, this is... I thought it was still Theron's turn. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, he, he's, he's, he, he, you see Theron try to do what you did with his magical bag he tries to grab these beetles and all of a sudden the thing just dispels and all of its contents fell to the floor your net's on the floor nearby okay and all the all the the beetles are all still like contained they're just like no they're not they're not contained, not contained but they're, but they're all together like yeah, they're, they're they're together in, in like a ball okay um they're I considered wanna... one creature can i take my battle axe and turn it like sideways and just like swing at them like that and like try to hit with like the side not with the blade but like with the the flat part of it an axe water yeah sure so uh just... sure go ahead and roll and then for damage do a d4 plus your strength mod. uh so so to hit is dexterity right uh to hit is it just a d20 oh just a d20 plus... okay uh, plus whatever, and you wouldn't have a modifier for this. Okay, so that's a nineteen to hit. Um, and okay. then damage is 
for the unarmed strike? No. It would be, um, well, first of all, what does your unarmed strike say? Uh, it just says plus six. For damage. And then, oh, five, five bludgeoning damage. So let's, I would say this would not make less than that. So we'll go ahead and use that as your. Oh, well, this says one plus your strength modifier. Which would be One five. Plus your strength that modifier. would be five. So do a 1d4 plus your strength modifier. Uh, that would be an eight. Four. Okay. And that's including your strength modifier? Yes. All right. So you guys see Oki do this, and he's whopping off some of these bugs, and they're getting a little disoriented. Um, it's, 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 Definitely taking some effect, not as much as he feels like it should, but as strong as he is, but it's it's having some effect on them. I so won't need one of Oki's pickle jars right now. Oh, I. <laughs> All right, Tom. Actually... At this point, yes. At this point, the uh, beetles uh, are heading toward Theron. He has tried to capture them with his magical bag. It has dispelled. Oki steps in and starts smashing with the back of his battle axe and manages to do some damage. What do you do next? This is my bonus action to detect good and evil with divine sense. Okay. I don't think you're going to detect anything, but let me check. Oh. There's an aberration, celestial, elemental, fey, fiend, or undead. Yeah, no, there's there's no um, evil or good aura coming from these bugs. They're bugs. They're bugs. So magical bugs, apparently. Angry magic bugs. We can't hear you, Jake. Or I can't. Are you still muted, Jake? Can you hear me? Can you hear me? There we there go. Now I hear you. Yeah. I wasn't muted. I don't know. Maybe it was my mic. Maybe I have my hand on it. Um, can I... I'll try a spell. How about that? Even though so far it hasn't worked. I'm going to use command uh, and just halt. That's my command is to halt at the Beatles. Uh, what is the... There you go. Thank you. Hey, do you do that? That's so cool. You, uh, so once helpful. you link, you can go to cast on... on Beyond uh, 20 is yeah. the Chrome extension. You do it on Beyond 20? Wisdom saving there. Beyond, you download Beyond 20 it, and it links... It's a Chrome extension app, so yeah. you just look oh. up Beyond 20 and install it into Chrome. Yeah, and it, uh, it links your stuff. Jake, they don't seem to be uh, listening to you one bit. They continue toward Theron. Okay, so I guess before the end of my turn, uh, I guess everyone would have noticed I would have done a paladin command and it just didn't work. So Tom's like, magic does not work. And he used his spell slot, so he's... he's are you going to move anywhere or are you going to stay where you're at? 
I'm just going to kind of just watch him for a second. Okay. And it is the beetle's turn. So they are heading towards Theron. And they're okay. going to attack. It is a 21 to hit. Yeah, that hits. That did it. Nick's dead. And that does nine points of piercing damage. Holy moly. Please. Ouch. And roll a charisma saving throw. No, I don't have charisma. <laughs> I'm autistic. I can't talk. <laughs> The All more right. I read Theron's character description, I was like, he's a little... What? <laughs> <laughs> he's not good at talking to people. He's good with magic and numbers. I rolled a 16, <laughs> so 15. Yeah, so as you do this, um, you, you, you feel them, and they have this aura about them that's like trying to pull magic from you. Oh, Somehow you manage to dodge and save this. The very low charisma you have convinced them otherwise. Because <laughs> um, it it's because you like bugs so much, I'm sure. Yeah. Um. They. Um. That's their turn. They're. They're. I don't think they're moving anywhere yet. They're kind of liking you. Um, of course. They are. So no one else in the room seems to have that same magical presence. Margo has slipped out of there. Corvus is nearly out of the room. So it's it's pretty much you right now. Man. And that means speaking of, I think Corvus is next. Since I've since I've been standing at a distance watching everything, have is there any correlation to the tattoos on his hand to to the symbols on? Check. I'm sorry. You hear me? Make oh, an arcana right. check. I think you cut out just for a second. Arcana. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. No, you're good. Ten. So, the principle of it is similar, but the markings don't have any similarities from what you can see. Um, but you can tell, like. When they try to use magic or someone else uses magic, they glow. When Theron uses magic, his markings glow. Oh. So there's obviously some sort of correlation there, but you can't see any similarities in what's actually on like on their body versus what's on his body. I don't want it. They stabbed you pretty good. So uh I will. I will. I'm just gonna heal you because you're pretty much dead, right? I have eight health left. Beach. Yeah. Uh, I'm they gonna did do over half health. Cure wounds on Theron. Sorry, I should have had this ready. I apologize. Wanted to ask questions before I did anything. Margo, be thinking about what you're gonna do next. 
At some point, I clicked cure wounds in chat, but that's not what I meant to do. So it's fine. It just yeah. I was just so, clicking on stuff. Roll a five. So a plus four nine health restored. All right, you get it's your nine health back, health back, Baron. What? Uh, I get how you, much? You get your nine health back. Woo! Man, Steven. Like a boss. All my spell slots are uh, used but already. But when that's cure wounds, right, Steven? Not yes. the other one that we talked about. Okay. Want to make sure I'm not forgetting anything. All right. Do you do anything else? Are you moving? You staying where you're at? I don't want to block the door, but I want to like I want to be close to it. Stay close to it. Okay. Close to it, but not blocking it. I would love to retreat, but I'm going to get injured if I do. I can throw you. <laughs> I'll get an attack of opportunity either way. This is meta. And that, well, I will say this. Cure Wounds is a touch spell, so you'd have to go up to him and he's within range of them. Did not even... I guess I am Cure touching you. Movement. Touching you? It is touch, okay. <laughs> I am touching so, you. That is where you're at, because, unless you want to move away, which you can. You would have, this um, room isn't huge. Y'all can all fit in there, but you would have room to move to him and move back to the door if you want. Okay, that's fine. Okay. Um, and Margo. So, um, I guess I'll move around Corvus and very uncertainly swing my mace at the uh the swarm for a one D six plus one. Margo like and she's like mustering the bravery she has. She's real grossed out by these and now she's real freaked out by these. So she's swinging her mace, being brave. And what was go ahead and roll your damage and your attack at the same time. So um my uh roll to hit is 16, and then my damage, I rolled a 6. No. I'm sorry, I rolled a 5. Plus 1. Yes, or that would three. make it a 6. Yeah, okay. that would make it a 6. Okay, and that... Bludgeoning damage. So, alright. So, uh, you guys see this, and, I mean, these bugs are just, like, she drops one onto the what? ground. It lays there like, meh, its little legs curl up, and the little light in it starts to go out. The rest of them seem unaffected. So, um, Theron, what do you do? Holy crap! Uh, man, I guess there's not a whole lot else I can do other than swing a, swing a, uh, uh an axe at it. I mean, I guess I could. We've established. You're cut out. You're you magic. Does... Man, I can't select my character. It freezes this thing for some reason. Um. Yeah, I guess I'll swing What'd my you hand. Say? We've established what that magic doesn't. That magic doesn't hurt them. That's about all we know at this point. Yeah. It like absorbs magic. And I mean, I don't want to meta too much, but just to kind of help you guys out with this a little bit, 
Jake was thinking they might be resistant to fire, but the fire he used was magical. Yeah. So just keep that in mind. Yeah. I don't have any other. So hand axe? Yeah, I swing my hand axe at him. And um, the infusion is just to return. So, okay. Yeah, it just and comes back. And a plus back. one to attack. Yeah, and damage. One to damage. Do okay. I need to take that one to damage off? Oh, go ahead. It's so going to turn. It's going to turn. Uh, it's a plus. So I have 21. And I did four damage. But I mean, they're close enough. I didn't have to throw it. You froze again. I heard ah, four damage and then something after that. Four damage. I'm like within five feet of them, so I didn't have to throw it. That's all I said. Okay. There's something wrong with this Ethernet uh, okay. cable, I think. Um, so I I never cleared this with you, but I do have I did add an empty jar of pickles to my inventory. That's fine. Yeah, yeah, totally. And I am going to run up to them and try to jam some of them into this empty jar of pickles. Yes. <laughs> All right. Um, we'll treat it like we did the net, but they probably won't have as much luck getting uh freed from it. Okay, so uh, d20? Uh, yeah, I, I just have to roll. Um, go, you, go ahead and roll a d20 for a strength check. Uh, 13. Okay. So you do manage to catch some of them in the jar. Um, I will say... because I'm sure the jar is not big enough to hold all of them, that it's some of them. Right. But, yeah. Or so. And then I'll just, uh, I'll just kind of set that, set that like on the ground, the, the jar of the. So what you can do is, what you can do is with your action, you can catch them. Um, I'll allow you to say you have your hand over it, but it would take another action next turn for you to set it somewhere or okay, to, so I'll just to keep... put a lid on or something. Um, so for right. the, at this point, you'd have to use both hands to have Gotcha. Them. So I'll just do that, and that'll be my turn. Okay. So... Man. All right. Um, talk. I really should have kept that other spell. It's it's occurred to Tonk that it's kind of screwy and magic isn't going to work. I'm just going to pull up my longsword and go broadside and just start popping them. Okay. Using it as a bludgeoning weapon? Yeah. So I guess roll to hit? Yep. I'm still pretty close. Uh, 12 plus 5 to hit, so 17. 17. Okay. And then 1d8. Uh, what did I do with it? It's the weird looking ones. What did I do with it? It's four. 
Oh, there's one. Four plus three, so seven. Oh, it's right there. Y'all are steadily knocking them out, knocking them out, knocking them out. They're still going towards Theron, like the <laughs> ones that are not affected at this point. Um, you know, but their their little group is getting smaller as you guys steadily start smushing bugs. Man, your I'm first infestation problem in your house. Curious, since it's not a magical effect, for my bonus action, what if I use Daunting Roar? Uh, let me look. Oh man, this is so frustrating. Okay, so I'll just that. I put it in. Roll twenty. Okay. But it's like start smashing just by. Yeah, go for it. So, okay. let out your roar. They have to make a wisdom saving throw. They uh, the saves eight plus your proficiency bonus. Proficiency bonus. What is that? Plus your constitution modifier. What's your constitution modifier? Oh, plus four. Okay, so <laughs> they rolled. 12. They rolled an eight. So that'll that'll do it. So they'll be frightened until the end of your next turn. Okay. So, um, which What's means right? I think you get advantage on... Okay, on hits. Yeah. All right. Beetles are up. A frightened ca uh, creature flees from the source, so they have to get away from you, actually. Um, they're running from me, and I'm chasing them wherever they're you're... headed. Right, you're right there. So, um, at this, they bolt out the window and flee. Oh, okay. Other than the ones that are in Oki's jar. Pickle jar. Sweet. But the ones that are in Oki's pickle jar try to bite his hand. Like scarabs from the mummy. That's what makes me think of. They are scarabs. That's exactly what they are. Oh, okay. Oh. <laughs> I was just bullshitting. <laughs> That's exactly what they are. Oh, cool. We need Volo. Not Volo. Uh, What's his name? Renegro. No, yeah, Volo. Yeah, he knows oh, about yeah. stuff. For his vile, yeah. uh, guide to creatures. Yeah. Um, so that is a uh, 19 to hit. Oki, that hits, doesn't it? Jesus. Yes. So they just start <laughs> chewing on your hand. Oh, no. And you take nine points. Good lord. Oh, my God. Of piercing damage. Your hand is looking real rough. I need you to make a constitution you saving throw to see if you can continue holding it in, in the jar. How much damage did he take? Nine points. Nine. They just remember like the mummy one where the thing like runs up his arm and like goes uh, yeah. that's great. Thirteen. Thirteen. So they are gonna roll strength check. Alright, you managed to keep them there. But your hand is seriously hurt at this point. I'm gonna try to put the lid on if I can do that. So is it your turn? Let's see. No, it's 
but that's what I'm going to do with this. Yeah, when it's your turn, we can say that's definitely what you're doing. Yeah. So, um... I lost my order. Yeah, Leon hands Corvus, his fingers back. Corvus. The other beetles left, so there's nothing attacking in the room except Oki has a jar... And there, you can see blood dripping into this jar from his hand. Huh. Are they eating the blood? No, that looks like they're eating his hand. Uh, you don't, you don't have a lid, right? That's why you're using your I hand. Do, I do have a lid. That's what I'm wondering. He, why he am I? He has to use a whole action to put the lid on, because he used the action to catch them. Like, can but, can I take but, the lid from him and and put it on there? You while can. he moves his hand really quick. I'll let you try. The Make lid. A, I mean, the, if the lid's nearby, I mean, it he's would got have the been lid. in my like I would have taken it off the jar and then had it ready to like I wouldn't have set the lid down and then covered it with my hand. So you just like slooped with one hand? Yeah, but the but the lid is in the other hand. I think so, like, you know, like you you had to scoop him into the jar, and I think while that happened, they chewed you up. Does that make sense? I mean, so we I guess... can say you had the lid, but I don't think I think honestly, it should have taken an action to equip the jar then an action to use the jar, then an action to seal the jar. So I'm kind of... Right, so we can we can just say that it's, like, it, the damage can happen, but that... Yeah. To me, yeah. it's like right the there. Lid would have been yeah, in, I would in, say you have the lid rain. ready. Yeah. It's just not sealed on. Yeah, yeah, not sealed. Yeah, okay. So Corvus can come over and try to help and assist with that. Okay. So Corvus, make a, make a dexterity check to see if you're able to get in there and help. That's a big old seven. <laughs> so he's trying to help you, but it doesn't seem like he's doing a lot of help. Uh, you're like probably really ticked off at this point, Oki, because you're trying to. You're like, I'm bigger than these bugs. <laughs> so, yeah. I know it's not ideal, but with the way the game mechanics work. Yeah, I totally get it. It would be a lot for me to let you do all of that just like in one. That was one action oh, for fighter. me. One action. He's a, one action. He's a he didn't get more actions yet. Oh yeah, no. unfortunately, once I, he levels up, he's gonna have bonus. Do action. you have I an do, action surge? I do. Two. I do have one, but I chose I chose not to use it because <laughs> gotcha. um, right. I have to have a short. Nick. Well, I just have to have a short rest to use it again, so I was gonna save it, but I did know that I had it. Right. Okay. Sorry. Just thought about it. Okay, so Margo, you see this. Ultimately, right now, they're trying to get this jar sealed up, and the bugs are trying to get out. They're they're coming out, and they're eating Oki's hand at this point. We'll say that. The lid's not quite sealed to keep them all in. Okay. Um. Well, um, I guess can I just, like, drop my mace for now and try and help them screw the lid on? Since my hands are yeah. not eaten up. <laughs> Make a make a dexterity check. And I'm gonna say with advantage because there's three of you doing this. What'd you say? You're muted now, Margaret. Okay. There you are. Muted? 
There you are. Yeah, I think it just... I think there's something going on with Discord in it. Yeah, I wasn't. Yeah, yeah. I didn't. I wasn't muted myself. Weird. Okay. Um, I rolled a nat twenty, and my dex is plus one. So little old Margot comes on over, and she just is like, "Let me do this," and she just like puts her hand over Oki's, pushes down, and just twists it. And you guys have a jar of scarabs. mana bane scarabs. What Plug. the heck are mana bane scarabs? Okay. Closed pickle jar, but not open. <laughs> it was a lot of pressure. Said mana bane. <laughs> mana bane. They eat magic. Oh, that's will... cool. So now that you have them, I'll tell you a little about them. They are immune to magic. Uh. Oh. They also basically, yeah, they eat magic. They want to, which is why they were in Jake's Pink's bag in the first place. So when did I pick them up, and why were they just eating the kinku? Because it was so a magic the kinku weapon? was rotting. They're a bug, right? And a kinku, I'm saying that it, it had some magical. Yeah, it, it was aura a magic weapon. I remember we well, we had to make it. <laughs> and so they were when it was dead and started to rot. They were yeah. drawn to it. They found their okay. way to your bag. So and they like so flew in and laid eggs. Basically, yeah. They created oh, a swarm and have little maggots in there. And that's you cool. open your bag, and there's <laughs> a maggot-covered kinku that's mostly disintegrated and very useless at this point. They have also, I don't know, you don't can't tell if it was the same creature or a different creature have eaten through half your rations. <laughs> rations are nasty. It was mostly cat food, so. And, um, <laughs> yeah. So it smells really bad in there. Uh, in your you bag. need to clean your bag out. Yeah, I could just and... burn it and get a new one. Man, I feel <laughs> like I feel like having those beetles is going to be really fun at some point. <laughs> they have um, these traits that, like, they have the magic immunity. They have scent magic, so they can detect the present presence of magical creatures by smell. So you know, that's why they found the kinku. So breaking the fourth wall real quick, since Nick's been posting about all his bugs in the pet chat this week, I say Theron breed him and we go take a dragon out at level two. <laughs> Guys, this is a CR four creature. Holy crap! <laughs> that's awesome. Go find a dragon um, and shit on it. <laughs> oh yeah! At that, there's a knock on the door. Y'all are on the third floor, but you oh, hear okay. it. Okay, so we're kind of shuffling around. Our, like the tavern door. Bunch of bunch of yeah, beetles outside door. eating front whoever's door. knocking not, at the not door. The, not the bedroom door, the, the actual front door of the house. I'm gonna go back to bed. Yeah, um, I need I need a drink at this point. I need <laughs> Already, I need, to, I need to like. I'm gonna help Oki out because he. <laughs> My hand is dead. Oh wait, I he should like, lay on hands. He like, oh yeah, you can do yeah, that. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna lay on hands, Mackenzie. Cause, Cause he like, his, my backpack he, ate his hands. He went all selfless to help us. At catch. the same at the same time though, oh Oki wants these beetles. He's he's all about all about them. Um, yeah, he's got like a magic also, hand grenade now. Also, does not care about his hand whatsoever. <laughs> Is anybody getting the door? Or you just get the door. Yeah. yeah. What's that? All right, so Margo, it's Renair. And he's oh. like, hi, how are you? 
look a little worse for wear this morning already. Yeah, it's uh, it's been a morning. Yeah, I would say so. Kinsey, you're you're full health. I gave you nine well, health back. I um have a little bit of a need. I was wondering if I could meet with um you and your friends and talk to you about some help that I need today. Oh yeah, yeah. Come on, get you get you a spot on the bar, cause uh, we got a mess to clean up. We'll we'll it, be right down. It, it's eight a.m. We drinking already. Okay. I'm trying to. <laughs> All around. So he he takes a seat and waits. Um, you guys get taken care of. Looks like. Um, yeah, I'll come down. Lay on hands. I got I got to pick up all my stuff off the floor real quick. That, that was bonus for <laughs> healing McKenzie. Holy moly, that was nuts! <laughs> I'm so glad that wasn't just a regular. We're gonna start checking his bags every time we come home. Yeah, <laughs> like a regular bag of uh, like a like a child's yeah, backpack a... every time they come home from school. <laughs> Why is there a PBJ in this backpack? Right. Okay. I guess we go downstairs. Or I go downstairs. Yeah, I will have gone down too. To see. Okay. Going back to bed. Tom, yeah, leave going. your bag upstairs. Yeah, he just kind of he put the kinku leg in the toilet. <laughs> oh, and I would I would want to pick back up my net. I can do that. In his, yeah, in his bathroom over here. He just stuck the whole leg in the toilet, so he just went back to bed. Awesome. Tom is not joining the party. He's yeah. sleeping. He's going back to sleep. He's so, Baron, Oki, and Corvus. Wow. Margo comes up. She checks in, lets <clears> you know <throat> Renair's there, I'm guessing. Yeah. You guys come downstairs. Yep. Okay. Uh, Renair says, uh, Happy Day of Wonders. I hope you all will see what wonders the people of the city have to offer today. Um, while I hate to mix business with pleasure i do have an urgent harper mission and he looks at you theron uh, uh that needs to be taken care of today i we have uh i need you to steal a perfumed handkerchief from meister roderick bartlethorpe in the audience at the parade today and deliver it to a contact of ours. Meister Roderick is familiar with the Harpers and keeps pretty well good tabs on us, but he wouldn't expect you all. He'll be standing somewhere near the market during the parade. Look for a tall, lanky elven man in an ostentatious yellow cloak and spectacles. Bring the handkerchief to a blue-skinned tiefling girl. She'll she'll be at the Sea Maidens Fair this evening. So, steal. Say that. What am I stealing again? A handkerchief. Handkerchief. From okay. Meister Roderick Bartlethorpe. Yeah, he'll be at the market near the somewhere near the market and during the parade. Yes. He's a lanky elven man wearing yellow. 
and we take the thing to a a tiefling. Yes, a, a young tiefling girl. That's who our contact will be disguised as. Okay. Uh, blue skinned. She'll be at the Sea Maiden's Fair somewhere at the carnival. The parade starts at 5 p.m., so you have time. All right. Okay, so you guys have some time, but um, there's a lot that's going to be going on this evening. So unless there's anything you guys need to take care of, we can kind of jump forward. What is the timetable on, like, the different missions? Because I know that Tonk and I were given one, and so then... The the first Harper mission, you weren't given a timeline on. Okay. The, the, the one that you and Tonk were given from the um, Blackstaff, she said three days. Okay. I don't want to take care of that. Urgent today. Okay. So we do so, this. It seems like the black stuff when you've got some time, but yeah. not like a ton of time. Okay. Um, you know, that's just to run up the mountain, talk to the monk, try to get him to spill some information, and then bring it to the black. Staff. And the talking horse is just casual whenever. Yeah. Plus the yeah. the stables are over near the mountain, so that's always something we could do in the night on the way back from the mountain. See if we see a talking horse. Well, I think what Nick had said last time, what he was thinking was the stables at night would be the best idea, because he feels like most of them would be... Well, yeah, they're... I mean, they're gonna be out pulling these carriages during the daytime. Right. Right. At least I'm thinking that. I mean... Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe they pull these things all the time and they run them in ships. Some, you know, there are some at night, just not usually as many gotcha. uh, available in the evening. Well, that was just my thought. I mean, we could really go by there anytime and see. So it's really whatever you guys want to do. The parade, yeah. you have, you know, you can do all that before the parade. Um, or you can, you know, put priority to, you know, the stuff today and see. It's whatever you want to do. I say we go steal a handkerchief and then maybe see about the mountain. Works for me. It's, it's it's not really morning anymore. I mean, it's early. It's it's afternoon. You guys have yeah. spent most of your morning dealing with this bug problem. <laughs> <laughs> so you probably want to go and and get some lunch somewhere and then yeah. do the parade or late lunch. But that's you know your DM just trying to railroad things. You can totally do whatever you want. I think that sounds like a great idea. But Yeah, the parade sounds good. So, you guys make your way down. Uh, are you going... Where Where are you going to go? Let me tell you the parade route, which Rainier would have told you. Looking at the map, which he told you the contact... The person you're looking for is going to be somewhere near the market. That's where the parade ends, and they do like a big final loop, like a grandiose loop, before like ending. Uh, it starts down uh, toward the southern part of the city. Not too far south, but um, up Spices Street. So uh, down toward the dock. It goes all the way up the dock ward and trades ward and up to the market. Um, but you'll be able to see everything in the parade if you like are in that market area.
I would say let's go close to the market then. If they make a loop, that's a good chance. Yeah. And they... Let me see. Still asleep. You said snail street? Tonk is, a, Tonk is asleep, so if you guys are leaving, you might want to go get him. Like uh, I'm going to grab another bucket of water <laughs> and run up there and throw it on him. <laughs> Wearing armor. I sleep in armor. Your so face isn't covered in armor. It. It's metal. I'll fix it. Just chill. Get out of here. I just throw it right on his face. Okay. From a distance. <laughs> and you guys still haven't seen Illifer or Ellie this morning. Yeah. Uh, is there a sock but on the door? They're, uh, they're a couple. I don't know if you guys want to go snooping around. You don't know them that well yet. You know? They went on a romantic holiday. Exactly. <laughs> Probably for the best considering the smell. <laughs> Get out of the house. Heading down toward the market, everything is, they've got the banners, everything's all decorated and festive, and um, what you see are, at the market, there are just stalls of, like, you know, kind of like when you go to the fair, and there's, like, all the little stalls of different things. Some of the guilds have their stalls set up. You guys pass Broxley, and he's like... Oh, hello, hello. Do you, how do you have any questions? Have you thought any more about my offer about helping with the tavern? And he's, you know, kind of pestering you guys about the tavern, and you're like, okay. Yeah. Um, you can choose to stop and talk to him, or just kind of wave and keep going. It's up to you. Um. I mean, uh. We haven't really there's, told him much of anything, um, have we? There's a... Haven't really what? Told it, we hadn't really told him much of anything, right? As far as what we what we want to do? Yeah, yeah I mean, he came and, and was talking about, you know, how the guild would be involved in helping when you guys decide to get the tavern up and running and then um, made some kind of uncouth but not intentional remarks. That just kind of like, meh. You guys weren't necessarily sure how you felt about him, and weren't necessarily sure how you felt about fixing up the tavern, like getting it running as a tavern. So, at this point, it's only been a day. I mean, All right. Let's tell him that we're uh, still con still considering our options. Okay, and he's he's like, oh yes, yes, of course. Just I'll I'll keep checking in. Don't you worry one bit. And you kind of get the feeling this guy's going to be persistent one, but he's nice enough. <laughs> uh, you guys see all kinds of stalls here. There's um, there's a vegetable stall with lots of locally grown veggies. There's a fish stand. Um, there's little stores with knickknacks and uh, little handmade jewelry. And then... Um, pretty much just anything you can imagine being at like a medieval fair basically is what you would see here. Um, there's also one like big area 
where a lot of the wonders are displayed. And this is like, um, when you go to like the state fair and you go and they have like all of the uh, like the quilts and the crafts and the things that people have entered for the contest and they're all like the, the runners up are all displayed. This is like that. But these are all inventions that people have made and entered for the Day of Wonders Parade. I can and these are the that. ones that didn't make the yeah, these didn't make the cut for the parade, but they're, you know, here for for the public to see. Uh one of the items is a uh <laughs> you see a a hunting trap and ev and and it you just see it sitting there and then if you watch it it just sets itself off at random <laughs> yeah no don't go near that <laughs> <laughs> there is um an alarm clock. There's a clock that uh, is nearby, and you see, looking at it, a small gnomish man who has gotten fire singed eyebrows and hair. Um, seems like maybe the alarm wasn't working how it was supposed to. There are several different things like that, uh, just around. And um, these are my people now. <laughs> yeah, so you know, there's a little bit. The parade will start soon. Is there anything that you guys need, or anyone, any guilds that you need to talk to, any shopping at the market you need to do before the parade starts? Too broke. Got no money. Poor. Yeah. I need a, I need a hundred gold. That's what I need. <laughs> Gonna rob somebody. Or just, yeah, to steal a ruby from somebody or there's something. There's enough people around. There's going to be City Watch around, but there's enough people that you could try to pickpocket somebody nope. if you wanted to. Not my character. Not my MO. Dex, you're really thinking about it heavily. Maybe if Illifer <laughs> was here, but... I don't have dexterity enough to do this, or I would have already done this. They're not with you. <laughs> So the the bell starts to chime and the parade's starting, and uh, are you guys? What are you guys doing at this point? Are you looking around? Are you where are you standing? I guess I'm trying to find anybody wearing yellow, any any man yeah. wearing yellow, or any yes, perfume gonna, for perfume Are you things? all gonna like stay together and like look together? Or are you gonna split up and look? Uh, We're pretty small numbers. I, I I would want to stick together. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I can. I mean, that. spread out to where we can. Uh, I like mean, fan but, out, not spread. fan out. Yes. Yeah, where we can. Where we're still all within line of sight to each other, I guess. But yeah, that's. Laro tends to stick by Corvus. Something about his size being like three times that of hers is comforting. So yeah, she just he tends to run away just as often. <laughs> 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 you can kind of walk down like these booths go all the way around the outside of the market too so you can kind of walk through like around the streets and you guys walk by the opera house that you went to last night it looks a little different in daylight but still very grandiose and beautiful and next to it is the statue of the great drunkard that is 
standing there, which is kind of like catching your eye in the daylight, like just looking at it like, wow, that's quite the the thing. And so the parade starts, and you guys are, you know, you watch the parade, but you're also kind of keeping an eye and, and walk, kind of just keep moving and walking to see if you can find this guy. So, um, all of you go ahead and make a perception check. At 20. <laughs> perception. Rolling the big dice has not been favorable for me tonight, I think. It's been good like, until this. Or minus That's one. Uh, minus one perception also. The big dice has been great until this moment. <laughs> I roll a nat one, so. <laughs> I roll a 20. Nice. Good job. Everybody else rolled below sleepy. six. Yeah, me too. Getting sleepy too. What's no, um, I'm in the characters. Oh, you're Wait, character. we're doing. Was it a perception check? Yeah. Where's perception? Why, is it, why am I even doing this? It doesn't matter. I rolled a one. Just, it's your, just it's just your wisdom. One. Yeah. Okay. Well. Keep that in mind. As, yeah, I gotta... the, as the parade yeah, starts, the very first attraction up in the parade is the March of the City Watch. And, you know, this, the town is very political, so it's very proud of all of its uh, police force. The City Watch, you have eight, uh, a row a row of eight across and 15 ranks deep in their green and gold uniforms. And uh, they're paraded down the street led by uh, one very large city watchman. Um, behind that is a, a very colorful, loud, uh, and, and there's music playing. This is the Sea Maiden's Fair, which you guys have heard about. Today. Um, marshaled by the, the, uh, the captain, who is leading from the back of a rainbow feather diatrima. I don't know how you say that. Diatrima? Diatrima? I don't know. It's like a big float. And the Sea Maiden Sphere has got exotic animals marching down the street. Um, there is a caged owlbear. There is actually a unicorn <gasps> stamping its feet proudly. I want to kill it and drink its blood. <laughs> A woman with three legs that uh, is just doing is juggling and doing like tricks with these those juggling objects. Um, there are two stilt walkers in like very you know grandiose outfits. There, the one of them leans out over the crowd, and you guys are standing there, and like one like leans over you and and hands you um, a pamphlet that talks about uh, the the Pier of Wonders in the Dock Ward. Come to the Sea Maiden's Fair at the Pier of Wonders in the Dock Ward. Then behind the stilt walkers rolls up a cannon and it shoots a dwarf out. Awesome. And it's caught by the stilt walkers in front. Beautiful. And then... Um, 
as they pass the the big float with all the feathers and the captain with his large purple feathered hat is is looking down at the crowd and waving and then um next is a pageant wagon the they're actually it's like a a float that where they're performing a musical and they're performing the pirate lovers a popular musical telling of a human woman who is improbably the daughter of a dwarf king and even more improbably falls in love with a dark elf. Various ballads are sung from the deck of the ship in which the pageant woman opens and reveals herself as in all her glory and it's very dramatic and you guys are like, okay, this is worse than the opera. <laughs> and then... Then there is, uh, and you guys are kind of walking along and looking, and uh, everybody else really kind of keeps getting distracted by the parade, but Corvus is focused on the task, and he's looking and, like, really uh, seeing if he can find this guy in yellow. Everybody else is, like, really distracted by these obnoxious people from the parade. And then... They dropped for a second. There is a that hovers over the crowd and glares menacingly about as it floats. This is part of the parade. Um, then there is a presentation of the Temple Gond and the House of Wonders. And members of the Academy at the House of Wonders have summoned these ribbons of water and they're moving them up and down the street. And like in these ribbons as they like float by you and you see them and i can see that margo this would catch your attention because they have like this like water flowing through the street and you can see uh fish of bronze inside and it looks like the fish are controlled by uh, like a whir- whirring and pissing under like some plating like as it can commands the fish and theron you would you would see this and 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 be very intrigued by these mechanical fish that are performing trip tricks and they'll flip out of the water and back into another stream next to it. And then eventually there's a mechanical man that leaps up, perches atop on one of the fish. It's like a little man and he jumps onto one of the fish and then the fish flip him up into the air and he does a double flip and then splashes back down into one of the water ribbons and swimming. There is yeah. Uh, there is an aerial, um, dance troupe composed of winged elves and pegasus riders. Cool. And, um, then the, the finale of the parade is the wonders that are on display. And as these wonders come, coming down the street, the first one is... They're announcing these as the finalists of the the Wonders competition. In third place, we have the Manapult. The Manapult is what it sounds like, a catapult. (laughs) (laughs) It has two pieces. There's a launch bar and a launch vehicle. Dudes. It looks like a pogo stick. And then there's a set of cranks in the middle. And, well, basically, you put a man on and, and they catapult them and as this is happening um and all the wonders are coming down 
the street near the um in the shadow of that great drunkard statue as you guys make your way back around corvus you notice a flash of yellow there's a man that's standing in that shadow kind of off the path and kind of he's still in a crowd of people but he's definitely not in the very front um he's tall and um He's dressed in a clean yellow cloak, covering his clean studded yellow. It looks like he might match the description of what you guys... Is there anybody with him? I mean, he's in the crowd, but, like, toward the back. So there are, like, he's, we could say he's, like, in the very back row of, like, a bunch of people standing around. So he's not alone, but everybody is really in awe of these wonders that are coming down the street. Let's jump in. And I work. Is there anybody else, like, or any any other people with me? Everybody any, is near. Everybody in your group is near enough to you that you can get their attention. Okay. I'm gonna try to yell for whoever's closest to come with me, and we try to try to get up behind the guy. Well, y'all tell me what order. Uh, Margo is probably the closest one to you because she probably me. close to you. Okay. I, w- I want to try to work our way over to close to where he's at, to where he is, to see if we can get a better look or better idea of what we're so, dealing with. So you guys start to move closer, and then Tank, Oki, and Theron, you guys would notice they're they're moving with a little more urgency than before. Um, that like maybe something caught their eye. Um, so I'm. Guessing you guys probably follow. Yeah, gone and and move. Definitely. Yeah. Especially can. Yeah. Since I'm like supposed to be. Tonk is kind of <laughs> nervous in crowds anyway, like, so he's kind of watching you guys. So. Yeah, I mean, like this is your mission, Theron, but but. That's no, okay. We know we're all. The, the group is all you know part of right. it too. No, I just yeah. mean I would be trying to like stay involved instead of just for letting sure. my buddies do it for for kicks. So when you get into view, you can see this man a better view he's physically well built but he's lean his clothing accentuates his figure and he's wearing a huge hat that you can just tell is hiding his balding um his face has sharp distinguishing figures and he has uh spectacle hidden eyes so he's watching the parade he's engaged in what's happening uh kind of scoffing at the the manipult that's being displayed and as they're like manipulting this like the thing gets stuck and then they're having to like recrank it and he's kind of chuckling to himself watching this can we can we visually see the the handkerchief on him maybe hanging out of a pocket or so how close do you think you are at this point I'm going to say not within arm's reach yet, but close enough to where we can see him and, and what he's like wearing. And what, making you know. your way in the crowd, like, okay, so maybe like 15, 20 feet away. Yeah, maybe three or four people between us. Okay, so you can see the the handkerchief is in the side. It's poking out. There's one poking out the side pocket in his cloak. Nab him. Uh, I am personally not very good. Slide of hand. 
stealth, but I will certainly give it a shot. We're we're, we're for sure that's the that's the one we want. Um, well, I mean, he wasn't very uh, descriptive about what it specifically looked like. So. Just it just has a very perfumed smell to it. All right, I mean, how many elves are wearing bright yellow? So. Yeah, looking around, I mean, other than like the watch card that has like yellow and green, there's not anybody else in like an obnoxiously yellow cloak. So right. yeah, I would like, be. And and you guys have I made the loop, it. I would say, and looked and didn't see anyone else matching that description. So since we're standing, and and Tank came over with the rest of the group, right? Tonk. Yeah, you got to think. If you read his description, he's a he's a soldier, and so he's kind of like yeah. like in like those like spy movies where they're like I, you know, like pacing the crowd. He's doing that. I he's watching I, you guys. I can uh, I can can make this a little less risky. It's a born movie to Tonk. Um, I guess I can uh, cast disguise self on myself. And he doesn't really know who you are, though. Yeah, but if I get caught doing this, I'll look like somebody else. Who is that guy? Oh, so you're just sense. gonna cast this in the middle of the crowd? Uh, would it be? We can we can stand around him, make like a little nah, closet I could do it for if him. We're running. If we're running, I could round a corner and cast it or whatever. I mean, you're at, you're kind of, there are buildings nearby. You're, you know, near the street. Um, yeah. As we're standing here, since Tank is, or Tonk is kind of closer to Margot than he has been all day, she's going to start sniffling and sneezing from being so close to him. Kind of so it's a verbal and semantic. So it wouldn't be. I mean, you know, there would be some noticeability, but if your friends are kind of guarding you, it might not be necessarily super noticeable in the crowd. Or you could kind of get near one of the buildings and. I guess if they're all around me, I can. Kind of like crouch down and <laughs> yeah i mean i'm gonna turn into i'm gonna make myself look like a dwarf anyway okay like shrink about a foot and Just turn know. yourself into tank yeah a dwarf like yeah. grow a beard the, but yeah be, just be the dwarf that got shot out of the cannon right just oh yeah that'd be funny <laughs> so you're you're a dwarf any any defining creature creatures features about you or creatures just i figure like a, a beard and uh probably some circus get up looking like okay like similar just make make it look something that... he said something that would be easily attributed to someone else okay yeah cool so you Guys, um, I guess Theron's like, "Hey, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do something real quick. I need some guard." 
Oki Corvus can easily provide that, you know, guard. Tonk is at a close enough distance where he's keeping a good eye on what's going on, but not necessarily like right up in the middle of everything. Um, so uh, Theron, his tattoo begins to glow as he suddenly, his form changes before your eyes and he becomes a dwarf in circus clothing. Uh, I guess now I'll try to sneak up behind this guy and uh, relieve him of his handkerchief. That is cool. Your party's all on board? That's Everybody's good with this plan? I am. Marco's skeptical, but we're going to go with it. Let's see how it, if this works out or not. <laughs> right, so make a slider form check. Pays off for him, Cotton. Oh, dang it. Roll good. I've, roll, I've rolled bad. <laughs> oh, I rolled an 18 plus one, so it's a 19. So, Theron, the little dwarf oh. Theron sneaks over and reaches around and pulls the handkerchief out. What do you do with it? I so I just want to like slip it into into my pocket or my sleeve, just somewhere out of sight, quickly, okay. and, and turn you... and walk away. Okay, and as you do, uh, you see the man kind of pause and kind of look around and go back to watching the wonders that are passing. As, you know, there is a uh, bard in a box that is now being displayed. Uh, <laughs> it's basically a mechanical music box that they've invented. They call it a bard in a box. Um, <laughs> and as they have started playing the bard in a box, it has apparently accidentally enchanted a couple of the people nearby. And they're like dancing uncontrollably. And there's like city guard coming and trying <laughs> to help with that. So there's a little bit of chaos happening. You guys are are uh, in the clear, thankfully. And the parade is coming to an end, and the sun is going down. What I would kinda you like to do? Show the guys to my sleeve, and I guess we need to find this tiefling. We don't know where where she's gonna be. So. Renair said she would be at the uh, Sea Maiden Fair. And Margot has some business at the Sea Maiden. Awesome. Lead the way. And at, once we get out of sight and around a corner or something, I'll shape shift back to my normal self. Are familiar enough, Margot, especially with the docks and that area of town. Yeah. You might not know exactly where the Sea Maiden Sphere is, but you know where. The most of the docks are, and when they gave you the little flyer, it was enough to guide you, you know, to to yeah. where to go. I'm definitely a north part of town kind of guy. Yeah, Theron is more familiar. uptown guy. Yeah. yeah. Well, uptown like you know, guy. like where the where all. The... <laughs> so. My character grew up in these slums up here. 
<laughs> in the street. In the street. And then he got, you know, uh, in a guild. The now he's middle class. So you guys make your way down to the southern part of the dock ward, and um, as you arrive at the sandy beach at the southeast corner of the dock ward, uh, what you can see is um, a number of tents set up with a massive big top at the far end. Um, there's a hard packed path of sand that's been trampled leading to a large midway that's lined with smaller tents on either side. And there's a ticket booth where you can buy general admission to get to the big top, um, which is two copper. There's games and um, different things that you can see, you know, past the ticket booth. You can also see um, beyond the carnival, there's this massive ship that's anchored in the, in the harbor, and you can see like little rowboats coming back and forth with carnies on it, um, taking equipment and things. And then there are also two twin ships docked nearby that that have similar markings on them as the bigger one that's that's out in the harbor. So that's what you see. What do you want to do? Well, we're looking for a blue tiefling to give yes. the hand. What's the name so, of the place we're at? Sea Maiden's Fair. Sea Maiden's Fair. And so if you want to go into the fair, it's the general admission is uh, two copper each. Cool. Mm. I will pay that. Be too hard. I have to go. I'll be right back. Body break. I feel like this whole time, like, Oki's been thinking about this, like, jar of bugs that he's got in his back. He's like, okay, what am I going to do with these? Oh, yeah. Definitely curious. That needs to just be don't, used later. Just don't accidentally let them out. Oh, no. Think of them as like a Ghostbuster cage where you, you know if you open the lid, it's everything breaks loose. <laughs> it's Ghostbusters too. Yeah. He really just wants yeah. to study him. Well, That's where we're going. Two so, copper. As you guys walk on in, yeah, pay your two copper, take it out of your inventory, and um, you get general admission in. And um, so there are booths and games and um, different things that you can do. There are sideshows uh, that you can view. Um, of course, each thing, you know, just has like a cost, like a copper each to do. You, you're walking through and you can see um, the different sideshows. There's, there's Vrugdor, the giant king, and he's Got the paintings are of a majestic giant, at least thirty feet tall, in fantastic armor and carrying a huge act. Um, there is a rat boy, and they show like a painting of a ferocious humanoid rat that's growing, it's gnawing on a human leg and bits drilling out of his mouth, and 
and uh, there's one that says the ghost grizzly, and uh, there's the painting before you go in to, to view them, you know. It's, it shows a yep. ferocious-looking ghostly bear. There's Tyrant King of Beasts, a large Godzilla-like creature. Um, the fire starters, and the sign shows flaming insects in the middle of a burning city. Uh, then there's the hooked-beaked horror. The sign shows a terrible-looking creature with the face of an owl and the limbs of a bear and it's tearing through a horse and carriage. And you're welcome to pay a copper and go and see what any of these sideshows actually look like. There are food and drink, of course, that can be had that you can enjoy while you're walking around looking for your contact. I'd like uh, to look for an ale. <laughs> so, yes, let's see. There is a... Uh, an autumn beer that is one copper. It is a light, low-gravity malted barley beverage with light hops. There is also a hard cider. There is a... Uh, oh, that was the summer beer, excuse me. The autumn ale is a dark, high-gravity malted barley beverage with medium hops. And then there's also mead. Um, I will take a mead and a cider. So the mead is two coppers, and the cider is one copper. Got it. I'll slide him over to the bar and grab both by Awesome. <laughs> uh, you guys can see there's, like, little snacks and stands. There's Dragon's Beard, which is a candy made out of stretchy vanilla taffy. And then it's coated with, like, uh, cornstarch and pulled and doubled. and poured. So it's kind of like cotton candy, basically. Dra I call it Dragon's Beard. And, um... They have a bunch of video uh, videos. They have a bunch of colors available. There are lemon cakes, honey scones, roasted chestnuts, corn on the cob, fried cheese curds. I want those. <laughs> the cheese curds. <laughs> yes. Of course, they're delicious. They're just a, a one copper for for an order of cheese curds. Okay. Nice and hot. Lamb fries. Which are lamb testicles rolled in breadcrumbs and deep fried. Dink. <laughs> there is mystery meat on a stick. Oh, talk. There you go. There's Sign me up. <laughs> that is one co uh, one copper for mystery meat on a stick. And then there's um... also dragon splat, which is flat <laughs> fried dough topped with beans, chili peppers, onion, lettuce, tomatoes, and melted cheese. I've already slammed my coin down. <laughs> uh, I love it. Whoever wrote this is wonderful. It wasn't me, though. Slammed down Man, my I copper. I so right. want some cheese You get your mystery now. meat on a, shit, uh, on a stick, and it is definitely <laughs> rat. It's uh, definitely rat. <laughs> I'm going to eat it. It's pretty tasty. A little chewy. You know. It's Not like Chinese food. It tastes like Chinese. <laughs> There's no pickles. Oh. Oh, damn. No pickles. Okay, sorry. Should no. be fried pickles for sure, but there's not. Man. Um, the Big Top, as you guys are kind of like walking through these different things, you can see the Big Top, and it's a large oval red and yellow striped tent. Um, 
like in the center, it's about 60 feet tall. And the tent is 70 feet across, 150 feet long. So there's a large entrance from the midway where humanoids with brightly colored red and black velvet uniforms will take tickets. Um, the tickets to go into the big top are um, are one copper. And then... Um, you haven't yeah, seen a tiefling yet. You've seen lots of interesting characters, but they're tiefling. Well, um, all we know is she's supposed to be in this area, in at the Sea Maidens Fair somewhere. So you could go and look in the side shows, or you could go in see the show in the big top and see if she's in there. I'll go to the Big Top show. Let's do uh, it. I was thinking the Big Top. So, yeah. You, you said that was two each... copper? Uh, it's just one copper. One copper for them? I'm not going to make you guys go broke going to it. Okay. So, um, as you walk in... In the middle of the big top, there's a large ring filled with sawdust, and uh, there are trapezes, metal rings, tight ropes, uh, 30 to 40 feet above the center ring. And all around the center ring are like, they're like bleacher type stands that they've constructed. Um, that they, they're in like small sections that they can easily put together and take apart, but they're like little bleachers. And um, you can walk up the stairs to the bleachers and find a seat in one of uh, any of the sections. Uh, the higher ones will have, you know, be able to see more. But you guys can pick where you want to sit. Uh, I would like to sit in the in the back, maybe upper area. We can see better back there. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So you guys Incur. make your way up, find a spot in one of the top kind of top rows where you can get a good view of like all the people that are sitting in the stands and still of the show. Um, it doesn't take long when the show starts to start and just within a few minutes after that, the stands are filled with approximately 200 people. So, I mean, it's a pretty, pretty full area. And then, so they start with a parade, which is basically the recreation of the Sea Maiden's Fair portion of the previous parade. Um, they kind of, like, showed all that again. And then they have Madam Eve and her ebullient equines. Six horses in the ring at once with large plumed silver and white tack. They prance in circles without a lead, rearing up to touch hooves, bowing low. Their finale is when the horses form a figure eight at full gallop, just barely missing, crashing into the horses coming from 180 degrees. Uh, they have Bordo, the human boulder, is shot from a catapult, which is similar to the manipult, but not magical like that one was, into a net on the other side of the ring. The Empress Eladra, a moon elf in gold and silver with inlaid turquoise stones, she's mounted on a large hippogriff. 
And her finale is when the large beast launches into the air with two flaps of its wings and glides the entire length of the big top and, like, swoops over the crowd. And you guys, like, have a hippogriff go right over your head. Well, neat. As you're watching it and you scan the crowd, you catch sight of a young tiefling girl with blue skin up three sections over and down a row. So the the show's continuing, but you guys notice that. Does one of us want to go over there? Or all of us? Are you still small? No, I changed back. It lasts for an hour. I figure I'd. I feel like in the middle of a show, if 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 uh, somebody and a bigger person goes over there, that's gonna be more. Yeah, it's gonna it's gonna cause more disruption. Disruption. We wait till after the show and then follow her. I see your lips moving, but I can't hear. Sorry. Yeah, Jake made me mute a second ago, and I forgot. Uh, I'm pretty small though. I mean, I'm like four eleven, I think. <laughs> Yeah, and I mean, you're at a circus, so the blue skin isn't going to, like, stand out very much here. Yeah, there's two blue skin girls hanging out, talking. <laughs> I could take it over. You have at it. Okay, so I'll take I'll take the perfume handkerchief. I'm curious. I want to know what the perfume smells like. What is it? It's perfume. Yeah. And it's like, um, like, kind of like a hint of rose. Hmm. And like... But it also kind of has that, you know, like the old lady grandma, like kind of like when you smell it, it's got yeah. like a little bit of an alcohol tint to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, that's what it smells like. Okay, I guess they want this back. <laughs> and whose whose mission was this originally? This was given to Corvus? It was mine, yeah. Oh, it was given that to Darren? Okay. Well, no, I guess it was me and Corvus, right? Because we're both in the Harpers. Me, you, and Illifer, yeah. Yes, yes, but Illifer's gone missing, so. Okay, so then I'll yeah. take the handkerchief and kind of duck through the I mean, sections over there. I guess we could have it, Corvus, there, or whoever. Let too, it but... check to see how how gracefully oh. you can get through there. Grace, all right. <laughs> <laughs> that was a 10. So, mm-hmm. you know... Honestly, the the cider, which is surprising because usually you don't get much of a buzz off of anything, but it's it's kind of <laughs> giving you a little bit of a buzz, and you're a little bit tipsy, but you manage to make your way over to the, the little tiefling girl, and you sit down beside her. And I'll take the handkerchief out and kind of just lop it over, you know, it kind of like falls into her lap, and I'll say, a gift from Theron Corvus. Without looking at her. She looks at it and looks at you. And she gives a wink and she says, thanks for the hanky. And she sticks it in her pocket and she scurries under the bleachers happily and you don't see her again. Okay. <laughs> okay. Sounds fair. Well, I'm going to say shrug we did, and, right? Shrug and victoriously kind of saunter back over. She's doing this. You guys are seeing the um, <laughs> the siren of the sea, a beautiful woman with a fake fishtail and fake. a risque sheer top with hair sewn to it to conceal her chest is pulled into the ring onto an opulent golden wagon 
She plays a golden lyre and sings magnificently. Everyone who's watching, so everyone but Margot, must make a wisdom saving throw. Wisdom. Actually, I'm Dumb. not rolling too great. <laughs> wisdom. I roll an eight. Okay. Nice. Three. Charmed. Theron and Tonk are charmed by her singing. And you are just captivated by her. Apparently Uh, that's the coolest fake fishtail I've ever seen. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's what caught your attention. Boobies. Some tail, huh? <laughs> Some <laughs> tail. Yeah. The Dickerson men are not are not doing <laughs> <laughs> doing so great. Simple yeah. taste. Yeah. So even as as she finishes her singing and like ends her act, you guys are still just like glued to her, like can't take your eyes off her. Corvus and Oki, you guys are just looking at these guys like, what the heck is wrong with you, man? <laughs> slap me on the back of the head, please. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. The clowns, acrobatic gestures that come out, and um, when the siren exits the tent, you guys, the charm drops. Um, interestingly enough, the siren's name was Margot. <laughs> <laughs> sirens are like a subclass of tritons, I think. Yeah, the funny thing about this is she's not actually a siren. She's a human bard. Oh. But she was dressed as a siren, so they had her. Apparently, this this and if you guys had gone into the sideshows, they have them advertised really great and big, but the actual attractions aren't quite as magnificent as what they're advertising. Leonardo the Brave, a tiger, and two panthers jump through hoops, fetch golden sticks, rear up, and roar on command. Uh, then they even jump through a flaming hoop. The uh, there's a few other ones that come, and at the end, the um, the captain that you guys saw on the flow earlier, Zardoz Zord, stands alone in the center ring, illuminated by a dozen dazzling spotlights, clutching the rose to his chest, a rose to his chest, and he calls out to the crowd, "Ladies and gentlemen, that is the end of our magnificent show." We thank you for visiting the Sea Maidens Fair and invite you to come back here any time. We'll be here until at least the end of the month and after that, as long as engagements continue to sell out. If you enjoyed the show, please tell your friends. And if you didn't enjoy the show, then keep your damn mouth shut. And with that, he gives a deep bow and the house lights come up. The clowns are walking around the edges of the ring, holding large signs that say, this way to egress and an arrow pointing toward the east end of the tent. And then there are two-headed giants, uh, sea monsters. They're all drawn and painted on the signs um, to to point toward the exits. There's also a whole bunch of games that, if you guys want to play games. Um, but that's the end of the the show. The the show. The parade. She didn't. She didn't tell you anything. She just winked and left, huh? Yeah, she said thanks for the hanky, 
and then ran away. Awesome. Is this a next joke? I didn't get that to me personally, but... <laughs> Thank you, get it? Oh my oh. gosh. So, <laughs> um, yeah, I guess uh, we'll see if uh, we did everything right from Rainier next time we see him. Now, as you guys are, are coming out, um, you notice, Oki, you notice this. Um, you see one of the dark elves that you saw at the opera last night. And he's watching you. Are these the ones that like winked at me or whatever? Yeah, one of them. Just one of them. There's not two of them together right now. There's just just the one. Um, how far away is he? He's like a good 50, 60 feet at least. Okay. Through the, like, and there's a big crowd. But you can like you just see that purple. You see the dark skin. And you recognize them. And he is, like, watching you guys. Okay. I would, um, who's closest to me? You guys can decide like, that. Of, of where the party? Probably Corvus or Tonk. Maybe Theron. I don't know. Whoever. <laughs> <laughs> Let me go through the list. Well, well, Any, would, one well, of these five people. Well, I would tell, um, yeah, I would say, let's say that Corvus is, and I would tell him, um, just kind of make him aware of the elf watching us. Uh, I just, I just, uh, casually look in that direction, I guess, without, without trying to make, uh, make them notice that we're staring at her. All right, make for it. a... Yeah, make yeah. a stealth make a stealth check. So if he fails it, he'll like stare at her awkwardly or him <laughs> awkwardly with like eye contact. Is it a male or a female? Um, this was the one that it was really kind of hard to tell. Nineteen. It was a male. Oh, or a male. Uh, androgynous then, huh? Nineteen. You said nineteen. Okay, okay, so you take a look <laughs> over there, and <laughs> yeah, they they are seemingly watching the whole party and they are like scanning between the five of you so happen to not see you look when you do um however they turn and dart out the door should we follow them uh, ask follow the corvus like they're gonna go report something to somebody powerful and we should stop them and question them awkward follow Okay, let's go. All right, so you guys are making your way through the crowd, which is very full, and pushing your way through, getting terrain. all five of you out. It's going to take a little bit of work. What'd you say, Theron? I said rough terrain. Sorry. Rough terrain, yeah. Um, you can When you get out of the tent, make anybody who's looking for him make a perception check to see if you see him. Or them. So we're all kind of looking? Yeah, so I'll let you all roll. Mm. Oh, boy. A four. Four. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. four. Oh, man. Zoink. 
I'm rolling my big dice now. Now it's shoot me in the foot. So what's my perception? Ah, oh, zero. Dang, they got away. Why are we all rolling four? I don't <laughs> no. know. Weird. I rolled two, two of my big ones, and they both rolled for, well, the orange one last time and the blue one this time. Rolled four both what times. did you roll, Jake? The last one. Four. Four? You rolled a four as well? Yeah, both times. Oh, I'm with these guys. So at that time, you don't see where they went. Um, I will say if you will give it maybe five minutes in game, and then you guys can look again. Can can uh, tanks smell them? Could you what? Can 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 tanks smell them? (laughs) Like I don't think he has the hunting hunter's mark. He's just what a shame. I think it's just, uh, let's see, racial. Mm. Nah, I can pretty much just claw people to death. We just, we just, we just keep oh, looking. Oh, wait, I do have hunter's instincts. Uh, hunter's instincts, proficiency. Oh, I did athletics. <laughs> Happens. I'm ripped and beautiful, but not perceptive. <laughs> ripped and beautiful. So, is there anything anyone mm. wants to do? Um, I need to head down to the actual dock. Okay. I, you say this to everybody, or are you yeah, just going? Yeah, so I think at this point, like it's kind of obvious, Margot starts to get kind of nervous. She gets really fidgety when she's nervous. And so she's, like, adjusting all of her clothing, and um, <clears throat> I need to, uh, I, I've got, I've got to go down to the docks bit do you uh do you need all of us to come with you uh maybe not all of you nah if you're looking for someone i mean do you just need people to go with you or if you're still looking for those guys maybe we'd see them on the way down to the docks Nobody else. What? Nobody else want to go. Are, we all, are we all going? Nobody going? I want to stay and wait and see if I can find the dark elf person. <laughs> okay, I'll go. So, are we? He's gonna hang out kind of near where he's at to keep scanning the crowd. Is anybody gonna stay with him? Yeah, I guess I'll stay with scan the crowd. Okay. Tonk, you're going to stay with Oki. So Corvus and Margo will head down to the dock. So, um, as you approach the um, past, you know, all the liveliness and the the music and uh, everything, there's the the dock that has the ships on either side, and you can see, you get a a very good view of the uh, the very large ship that's out there. We're going sailing. And <laughs> yeah. And you Margo, you know who you're looking for. So you're just scanning um up and down the docks and you spot him uh sitting on like a bench. Uh kind of just off off the path uh near the dock but not like on the dock 
So, um, I'll, um, walk up, um, Gurnet from the yawning portal. That's it. Can you hear me? Okay, my bad. Um, so I'll walk over to uh, Dernan sitting on that bench and um, have a seat there next to him and kind of just sit there awkwardly. Now, Margo's normally really charismatic, but in this situation, she seems quite nervous. Marvis, what are you going to do? I'm just, just there to support whatever whatever needs to happen. Just hanging out, I guess. It's gonna stand or, like not too close, but near enough. Yeah, I'm gonna give them their space because it, it seems kind of more more of a personal thing. Okay. So with within or not within earshot. Let's say not within earshot. Okay. So, Kayla, I'm gonna give you an option here. I can we can do this here and let everybody listen, or we can jump on the thieves can't. And do it one on one. It's totally up to you. Don't mind if everyone hears. I mean, that's okay. part of the fun. Yeah, it's part of the. It's gonna end up being part of the campaign. I just didn't want to like. Okay, cool. You know, their their characters won't know. I guess if no one's in earshot. So. Right, right, right. Cool. So, Jernan's sitting there, and and he ha- has like a cap on, and and he's kind of in different clothes than what you normally see him at the bar. I mean, you've seen him at the bar many times, and he kind of has the same shirt and pants that he wears with the apron uh, as the barkeep. And he's kind of just dressed not like obviously different, but just in a different colors, different style than you would normally see him in. Just kind of to maybe not be as obvious of who he is. Um, You still recognize him because you were looking for him there. And he kind of gives it like a grunt. <laughs> well, I see you made it. I received your message. I'm sure it's been somewhat obvious. I've kept an eye on you for a little while. I mean, only a little obvious, but I can tell there's something that you know. He's looking around constantly, just seeing if there's anybody nearby, anybody watching. Uh, he notices Corvus and kind of looks at him. He's like, is that a friend of yours? I, I trust I trust this one. Well, what I can tell you is old Stormweather. Your grandfather. I knew him. Back. Oh. Ages ago. Seems like lifetimes ago. We. Well I'll just say I knew him. And. I don't know exactly what happened to him. But I know he was accused of heresy and he was denounced from a very important position. Do you know about this position? I knew my family were 
used to be bigger and water deep. We used to have a, a prouder name. But my father would never tell me anything more than we just kind of fell from grace. Well, I don't want to give too much away because there are ears everywhere in the city. And I have a good status. I have a, a good life. I've got, I've made a life for myself after those things and duties that I had to perform. And, well, it's just one of those things you're not supposed to talk about. But I'll tell you because you need to know, your grandfather was one of the masked lords of Waterdeep. As was I. We aren't technically supposed to know who the Masked Lords are, even amongst ourselves. But most of us did. After he was denounced, suddenly, there was a meeting held that we were to ensure he was found and removed, revoked of any power that he had. I never saw him again. But I do remember him talking about a place he used to go called the Blue Alley. I don't know much and I don't know if this helps, but I think that might be your clue of finding more information. With the factions in power, Miss, it's risky to be snooping around. It's, sno- it's risky to be questioning things and digging up the past around here. Be careful who you ask and what you say. Mert would be the one to know more about Blue Alley. But don't you tell him I sent you and don't you tell him why you're asking. Sorry, I'm trying to write this down. No, you're, you're fine. I'm trying to. Uh, that's why notes. I'm stopping to pause. Seriously, <laughs> I'm watching. It. I've been taking notes like this since June. Mm. Now, Mert. Oh, Mert's busy with political dealings during the day, you know. But you can find him in the evenings. He'll be hitting up a pub. I'd check the one closest to his quarters, where he frequents the most. Is that all you can tell me? Do you know what happened to my father? I'm sorry. I only met your father when he was a young man. Didn't know much about it, but I'm sure there's information to be found around here, and maybe if you find more information about your grandpa, you'll get more answers that you seek. I've already been here too long. I don't know who's seen me. I wish I could do more for you, but I felt obligated to give you this information. I don't know how to thank you. This helps me so much. Well, you can thank me by not ever mentioning my name. And he gets up and he tips his hat. He nods at Corvus. And he turns, puts his cloak up, and 
heads down into the darkness. Um, Tonk, Oki, and Theron make a perception check. Perception check. I did worse. You did worse. <laughs> Talky talk. Talk. Jake. Did not Make a perception do it. check. Roll your dice, Jake. All right. So Oki did is determined me. to find this purple right. hat person. Apparently, I'm just screwing around. Well, and you see. You don't see them in the crowd anywhere where you're looking. However, Corvus make a perception check. Dang. So apparently you get a little higher than a 16. From where you're standing, yes. Oh, minus. Yeah. Sorry, not minus. A five. Dang. What you can see. Throw those dots away. You don't see them there. You see a boat headed toward that ship out there. And it looks like there might be a person with the purple hat on it, but you don't know if it was that captain of the ship or the person you were looking for. Because they were both wearing purple hats. Hmm. I think I would uh, let it go. Being it just being a look across the room and uh, just kind of just kind of let it go for now. Anybody else needs to do? I think so. I mean, I didn't notice a whole lot, so. Yeah, you're like, mm, Tonk wanting more mystery meat. <laughs> <laughs> Theron's like, cheese curds gave me gas, man. Probably. For sure. You'll be liking some dairy. <laughs> I believe me when I say it's the cheese. cheese. Can't be the cheese. <laughs> That's funny. <sighs> All right, so do you guys meet back up? What are you doing? Before we yeah, I'd up? say so. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Go meet with the crowd and kind of move together. I'm guessing Margot would kind of fill us in. Um, she's she's kind of digesting. She's she's not gonna divulge. Still, this is a quite the revelation. Okay. She's obviously rattled, though. She's much more quiet and reserved than she was before she departed the group. Would anybody notice that off the offhand? Yeah, you would definitely notice a change in her demeanor. There's no yeah, rolling required for like, that. She's usually like, hooray, drink, and now she's like somber, quiet. Yeah, I mean, she's not necessarily real talkative all the time, but she <laughs> bebops around. She's happy to just interact with whoever, sweeping in where she may not be welcome. She doesn't care. She just is doing her thing. Right now, she's, like, very quiet. She's withdrawn. Not, yeah. Distracted. Just... Mm -hmm. 
And Corvus is like processing everything he just saw. He doesn't know what was said. But he noticed something important happened and that her he could see her facial expressions enough to know it was serious. So everybody, I guess, takes that of what you will. Yep. Okay. Uh, you guys, are you guys going down to the docks to meet her, or are y'all coming back up from the docks to meet them, or both? Um, we could probably walk back up from the docks back towards the busier part of the fair. Yeah. Sounds good. And as you guys are leaving, you know, you see the the boats coming back and forth and um, something about that big ship seems curious, but nothing else really catches your eye here. Um, you guys are have had a busy day. And um, we can wrap it up there and next time pick up either going maybe you could go to the stables on your way back home or however you where do you want to pick up next time uh, figure the mountain is what we need to do next because it's yeah. got the best so, the, the timeline yeah, the festival yeah as far as time constraint goes it's probably our next pressing yeah was that so heading that back and... to you and Oki. Okay, okay, yeah. yeah. So, we go that. That. so that's probably that, next on the agenda. Yeah, and that may be good just not to do too much without Joey and Julia. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, yeah, I don't want to do anything else tonight, but just letting me know what we're going to pick up next time. Even if it was doing something else on this night in the game, if we would pick yeah. it up next yeah. time. So do we want to go back to the house and get a night's rest? Maybe yeah, flush the rest. bird? and figure out what to do with the jar of beetles. Oh, I brought that kinku leg with me. I dropped it already. So you, you dropped it. You put it, you put you it put in, it in the, the toilet. It's still stinking the house up, brother. No, no, I, I, I took <laughs> it out of the toilet, the toilet when we left. When we left, uh -huh. I took it out. It's on recording. Uh, it's okay. Yeah, no, 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 I put it in the toilet after that happened, and I went back to bed, and when you guys woke me up, I got it. And you so... Need to Get rid I of that threw it thing. down some random alley during the, the thing. And you sure. guys have noticed the whole night, like people are giving you Tonk really weird looks like you need a bath. Like his pack still really kind of has a smell. It's not as bad because the main source is not in it, but like. That and Corvus keeps throwing buckets of water on him. <laughs> yeah, it's just like wet yeah, cat. Wet cat. <laughs> Old I mean, chicken. It's got to be an dirty water's got to be an improvement over rotten burr. I mean, when you guys water. when you guys get back to the manor, there is a basket, a covered basket with a note sitting by the door. Awesome. Anybody want to look at it? Oh, I'm not touching that. that. You do. That's I enough for Margo. I'll, I'll open it. All right, Tonk, you look, and there's a note in it, and it says, Sorry I missed you, dears. I hope you enjoyed your first holiday in Troll Skull. I thought you could use some treats. 
There's a few extra for the tusky hunk. Edna. <laughs> P.S. <laughs> I talked to Avi over at Steam and Steel about helping with fixing up the place. Go see him. He'll fix you up. About who? Avi over at Steam and Steel about Avi. helping with fixing up the place. Avi. Uh, A-V-I. Reads that. He's like, huh. Yay! Aw, Grandma. So, the, so Granny gave uh, Oki some extra because she's got a crush on him. Yeah. Oh, she gave. <laughs> that was she was talking about me. <laughs> you don't remember? She's got a crush yeah. on you. Yeah, you no, that was me. What did she give? <laughs> oh, they're just—it's like a basket of baked goods. Gotcha. She mentioned oh. you. Yeah, you're the husked hunk or husky. whatever. Tusky hunk. Tusky hunk. Tusky. All right. Tusky. I'm very flattered. We'll remember that. Tuskegee. What is what is the name of the place? The Something Orc of Steel Pickles. Steam and Steel, which is one of the places in Trollskull Alley. Steam. It's near. It's near the. That sounds like my kind of place. And you actually would know Theron. Avi is in the guild with you, so you've heard his name. Oh, okay. Before. Gotcha. Cool. So I know of Avi then. He's one of those Genasis that were walking down the street holding hands. Uh, okay, cool. Would I know if he was the fire one or the water one? You would, but I can't remember at the top of my head. Okay. So let me look real quick. If I had to guess, I'd say if he's a blacksmith, he's going to be a fire Genasi. Fire one? Yeah. I'm just going to throw that out there. I'm guessing. Speaking of fire Genasi, I miss Dennis. Dennis. Dennis Cinderbottoms is my old Fire Ganassi warlock. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Avi is Avi's the water Genasi, and Embrick is the Dang. one that you know. That's the Fire Genasi. Okay. Embrick's the, oh, the one okay. in the guild, not Avi. Okay. Mm. I'll be but they're both they're both members of the the most careful order of skilled smiths and metal forgers, which you're not in. Avi yeah. is the one. Okay, yes, I was right. Avi also belongs to the Splendid Order of Armorers, Locksmiths, and Finesmiths. Oh, okay. So yes, Avi, the Water Genasi, you know. Avi's also a... cool, neat. Fixing about fixing the house. She said she talked to Avi about helping fix up the house and to go talk to him. Cool. And left a basket of baked treats. Grandma's gonna try to take care of y'all. I love that, Granny. Yo. And that's where we're gonna wrap up tonight. Cool. Like Yay. it. Neato. It's hard to to get in big moments for all seven people in each. <laughs> but hopefully we cycle. So... <laughs> You got a a uh, granny with a crush on you, and a and a a purple-headed dark elf that's like winking a jar at full you. Of yeah, and a magic jar full beetle. of beetles. You got all sorts of stuff going on, man. Magic beetles. Magic beetles. Tonk has a stinky bag. And Tonk has a stinky bag. I had I full intention, I full intention of filling that jar with pickles again. <laughs> 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 it's still good. 
carrying it around because I wanted to fill it back up with pickles the first opportunity I had. But now it has beetles in it, so that's awesome. I love it. Surely there's more Aaron pickles. Can make you a jar. I don't know. <laughs> I'm telling you now. It's like a magic negating hand grenade. Hand grenade. Is there anything anyone needs to do before bed like... so we can pick up in the morning next time? Nick, are you uh, gonna remake your have uh, your? Yeah, that that's at the end of every long rest. So okay, so in the morning we'll just have that happen. Yeah, and they're unable to make like tools. Like, can you blacksmith things? I have I have a set of blacksmith tools and I am proficient with it. Yeah, I can make. I just don't have it, a working yeah. hearth right now. Right, and it takes time too. So, like. Got it. I think it would have to be something where or downtime or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it I don't know what level it is. At some level I can magically create any tool that I need to, so wish list, because I'm a poor. <laughs> right, me too. None of us got money. We talking I about? need a I need a gem so that I can make a little magic robot pet that follows me around. Aww. Yeah. And it can shoot force damage. I don't know what I want it to be. I was going to make it be like a bee, but now I'm thinking maybe a scarab beetle just for fun. But <laughs> uh, A callback? Right. Yeah. But yeah. I want more rations and a new backpack. <laughs> I just pooped on that. <laughs> you need to like just get Julia to clean it with prestidigitation. No, it needs to die by fire. Oh, okay, fine then. <laughs> <laughs>